Hi everybody, welcome back to Coffee and Comic Books. I'm Autumn, I'm joined by my air conditioner, and also Rick. Hello. Uh, sorry for the air conditioner noise, everybody, it's just hot, and you're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> Rick, what have you been reading this week? So, um, actually this is, this is thanks to you and Nora talking about martial arts stuff, about uh, a certain guy, and Adventures on the my Waste. My favorite guy. My favorite man. <laughs> so... I've been looking at and kind of re- like half reading. Um, do you know anything about Jade Man? No. Okay, so Jade Man or Tony Wong is a guy who's been doing uh, Hong Kong action comics since like the seventies. Okay. And his stuff is all. So I'll show you the older stuff. It's his stuff comes up in like places because people are like. <laughs> you'll see what i mean uh people get kind of like shocked by what it looks like uh here is a cover of one of the older issues of his stuff what the fuck <laughs> yeah so it's all just like uh like teens and kids getting beat up and beating up adults with like knives and stuff and it's very bloody and violent and okay uh and then he keeps doing that stuff and creates a whole studio around it and then it morphs in so this is what it looks like interior in these books it's just people punching each other basically okay i'm into this part that covers weird but i'm into the interior pages for yeah, sure yeah. so then what happens is it goes into uh the 80s and some like small publishers in the states start getting interested and so then it changes into look like it looks like this eventually uh which is way more like oh wow yeah like martial arts thing going on yeah yeah it's also way and more like like the first stuff you sent me kind of had like tezuka vibes a little bit and how cartoony it is and this is way more like western superhero comics with all the like shading and detailing and stuff you know yeah yeah it's like no no backgrounds but it's just all speed lines and like posing and paneling yeah, yeah. right and so i'm reading a comic right now called the blood sword sick <laughs> And it's about a guy named Hero, so there's not that much plot. It's just about people fighting, basically. But okay. so in issue five, um, a, a special guy shows up. Oh, is it my <laughs> I have to man? I'm prepared for this because yeah, I had to lead up to this because that's just Dracula. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and that's then Dracula, Dracula gets beat up by a bunch of kung fu guys. <laughs> um. <laughs> As they're fond of saying on War Rocket Ajax, Dracula is public domain, so if you aren't putting Dracula in your comic, you have to answer the question of why aren't you putting Dracula in your fucking comic book? And then, so, the other thing about uh, Tony Wong is he got called up to do a Batman comic. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, what's it? One second. I didn't have this up. Uh, it's called Batman Hong Kong. Batman just goes to Hong Kong and meets, like, the Batman of Hong Kong, basically. Okay. It's from, like, 2002. But it's a Batman comic drawn like all this other stuff. Okay. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like Bruce Wayne backflipping over, like, tables and, like, dragging people's heads through them kind of That's stuff. That's sick, actually. <laughs> That's yeah, fucking sick. Uh, let me see if I can find... There's a one page that I think about all the time. It's, like, some guys attacking Batman with some chairs. Yeah. Okay. Here, right, I got some pages for you. Uh... Also, he does the spawn thing with his cape, so you'll see in a second. Um, 
This is what Batman looks like in this comic. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's the spawn real- thing. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a, be- or like a tokusatsu hero, basically. <laughs> what is the yeah, Prophet just- Tiger one-eye made from live webcasts of murder? <laughs> oh, the second page is so good. Fuck, I love this. <laughs> it's good. Oh, this is sick. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I might have the page I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Where's the page of Batman getting... Yeah, okay, this is this is the page that I think about with this comic all the time. And it's the action... This is from, like, 2002, I want to say. This, this page right here. Jesus Christ. So, Batman's getting kicked through a stage in a strip club. And then Flip kicks the guys over him into the... And then they get attacked by a guy with a chair. It's great. <laughs> oh, my God. This is incredible. That guy tries to hit Batman with a steel chair and he just backflips away from it from like a so crouching good. position, dude. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. You know you know something hurts when the sound effects is crutch with a K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or blacked. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so Jade Man comics. There's a lot of them, and they're all basically the same thing. I love that, honestly. This is yeah. what a what an exciting new world you've introduced me to today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that it, Tony Wong has a bunch of like the Return of the Condor Heroes has a Wikipedia page. Ode to Gallantry has a Wikipedia page. Batman Hong Kong does not get a Wikipedia page. No, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Um, I yeah, have what been are you reading, reading two two things mainly. One thing is, um, <clears throat> yesterday I was reading two Nia's toddler, um, the Sonic IDW comics, um, which are pretty enjoyable. Um, surprising amount of I think you need to be like slightly older to really enjoy these because there is a surprising amount of like talking about military logistics that I just had to be like okay and then Amy yes yes because (laughs) so the start of the IDW continuity is um they've defeated Eggman in the big war um but now like Amy and Knuckles are the leaders of the resistance and they're trying to organize the local militias so they can reestablish the world government in the post Eggman empire times. Um, and so I'm just having to like read pages to this four year old and be like, okay, Amy's trying to tell Sonic that she wants him to come home so she can help him or he can help her. And Sonic says, no, I want to go on adventures. And then I like scroll to the next page and I'm like, and then Sonic does a spin attack and he smashes up the robot's head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was, that's pretty fun. Um, And then the other thing I've been reading more of is um, like uh, the Poe clan by Moto Hagio, um, which I think I've mentioned on here before because um, I bought these volumes a while back, but I'm like, like just about done with the first big, like the first volume's 500 pages and the second's 400, and it's, I'm just about done with the first one, and it's fucking good. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's been on my list for a while. For people who don't know the Poe clan, um, it is, it ran from, I want to say like 1972 to 1976, something like that. Um, it is a shoujo comic um, 
little shoujo, little jose, I guess. Um, and um, it is about Edgar is the young uh, son or like the teenage son of um, the Portnell family, the Poe clan, um, who are a family of vampires. And Edgar is having lots of teen angst because he's been 15 for a century now. Um, and his father still talks down to him and his mother is still just going to like support her dad, no matter what they say. Um, and like the dad is like clearly on some Dracula shit. The dad is like, I'm going to go to this new town and I'm going to seduce this young doctor and blah, 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 blah. And Edgar is just like, I met a boy at school. I have a crush on him. I'm going to turn him into a vampire. And his dad's like, you can't, you're rushing into things. And he's like, I want to do it. And so I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, and he, Edgar is also extremely sad because um, his sister, Mary Bell, who he clearly wants to fuck his sister, um, and she's just she's just this dainty Victorian waif. She's constantly fainting and having anemia, and um, and Edgar has to like support her by like he drinks blood from other boys and then brings it to her, um, and then he's like dis like. He knows he can't fuck his sister, and so he's just, like, displacing all the romantic feelings he has toward her onto all the boys he meets. Um, and he's about to turn um, Alan Twilight, this uh, boy at school, into a vampire. And um, that's going to end badly, I suspect. I think <laughs> I think everybody's about to get a lot more miserable when Edgar brings this <laughs> brand new person into the clan who did not want to be here. <laughs> Yeah, that seems like the vampire story, doesn't it? Yep. Um, it's And it's just extremely beautiful. There's just been, like, a couple pages where I've just, like, stopped to stare because I'm just like, oh, my God, the illustrations on just every page. You understand why Clamp is like this if you read um, Motohajio <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is my that is my big recommendation to people listening. Um, I'm trying to think... Oh, and I also, I impulse purchased a comic because, oh, I didn't, I didn't say, I got a job offer. Um, and so to celebrate, I indulged and I went to the local comic store and I saw um, a book in the new releases section called Funny Pages or Funny Times or something. It's a comic strip autobiography or a comic strip biography of Charles Schultz. Um, so it's like... It's, like, laid out like peanuts, and, like, every couple pages there's a big color page, like it's a Sunday strip, um, and it's a just biography of him. Uh, so it's in it's interesting. I have not really dug into it yet. I've just kind of flipped through. Um, seems good. Seems very good. Cool. Um, yeah, funny, funny Things. Funny Things, a comic strip biography of Charles Schultz by Luca, Luca DeBus and... Uh, Francesco Mat Matteuzzi. I apologize if I pronounced either of those names wrong. <laughs> New York Times review from Jeff Smith. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope Jeff Smith's doing okay. Shout out to Jeff Smith. <clears throat> um, anyway. Hunter, Hunter. Yeah. These volumes go quick. These volumes go quick. <laughs> And there's a lot going on in them, but they still go quick. <laughs> Man, this this is legitimately, this might be, like, the best shonen comics a person can read. 
Like, it might not get any better than this, to be honest with you. <laughs> you haven't even seen what's coming yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, uh, Volume 8 opens with Gone and Kill One Vacation. Yeah, we get a little bit of a... Um, I really appreciate how each arc of Hunter Hunter leads into the next, but there's also like a little bit of downtime. Um, and they go back home, and you remember that Aunt Mito is a person who exists. You know? Yeah. And it's nice to be reminded there that there are normal fucking people in this world, especially <laughs> once you when you know what's coming, it's like, oh my god, there's people who just like work and, you know, do laundry in this world, and they're not fucking weirdos like Gon and Kilua are. <laughs> well, it's also intercut with getting on his like different stages yeah. of magical beast going buh <laughs> yes yes ging riding on a frog riding on a bigger frog <laughs> yeah uh, um but yeah gone gets a box from his dad yeah well M- mito gives him a box that uh ging yeah. gave her um and inside of it is they have to use nen to open it and inside of it is a memory card for greed island which we'll learn about <laughs> next time more or less um, and a cassette tape, uh, which is the most fucked up cassette tape you could ever leave for your son who you who you abandoned. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that Killer has to explain to Gon. You don't know what a PlayStation is. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just a PlayStation too, which is the best part. It's, it's, it's called a Joy Station, but yeah, we know. Everyone knows. <laughs> so they listen to this cassette tape, and Ging is like, "Hey." Um, if you want to see me, keep listening. If you don't want to see me, just turn this off. Uh, and Gon keeps listening. And Ging is like, I don't really want to see you. I abandoned you for a reason. Um, but uh, I also, I suck. <laughs> is the other thing he says here. <laughs> um, and he tells Gon, like, well, you're a hunter. Just try and catch me. Like, that's all the advice he gives Gon. Um, and... Their only lead right now is this Greed Island memory card, which, um, oh, oh, and the other important thing, two other important things about the cassette tape. One, oh, yeah. um, Gon, Ging is like, if you want to hear about your mom, keep listening, and Gon turns it off. He's like, Aunt Mito's my mom, which is such a sweet moment. Yeah, um, good. And then um, after they turn it off, the tape self-destructs itself. Um, so... Uh, they gone is never going to be able to like listen to this again gone is never going to be able to find out about his mom I, I guess unless he catches up with ying you know um and so they put the uh memory card into the playstation and they find out that greed island is like this there's only 100 copies and only hunters can play it um and it's extremely expensive <laughs> yeah they find this out by Killa making a deal with his brother. Oh, right. <laughs> his yeah, brother. They, who has like, um, I'm pretty sure, I'm not wrong about this, but on his wall of figures, there is a Goku and a Vegeta in there. There's also, I think there's all five Sailor Scouts. Um, there's an Ultraman the in the in. other corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, okay. Um, there's also just a real doll in there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a couple real dolls, really. Um, let me zoom in on this, because there was a couple things I spotted. There are probably the... some like, Yu Yu Hakusho guys in here, I'm betting. Um, there probably are. Um, 
Yeah, there's the common writer in like the second shelf on the left. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Cloud Strife <laughs> on the same shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. I think um, there's a Sephiroth at the end of that shelf, and there's Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. This is and funny. yeah, so they they sell him the copy memory card for the information. Um. Yeah. And he's going to try to, like, reverse engineer um, <laughs> to get into the game. And he does, but it's just, like, it doesn't fucking work, moron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and while this is happening, uh, we get a uh, look at what Kurapika's up to. Yeah. Uh, Kurapika is... He's trying to track down the Scarlet Eyes, and so he is gotten a job as a um, bodyguard for a mafia family. Um and I, I don't think we basically, oh yeah, here we just get like, basically he's doing like auditions. He's like, yeah, um, like, you know, there's like six hunters there and it ends up like four of them get hired because the other two like didn't cut the muster. Basically, it's a pretty cool little scene. Oh, right. Because there's like the ninjas, but Karapika gets up high and realizes, hey, the ninjas aren't attacking that one guy. That one guy is clearly who's summoning the ninjas. <laughs> and then. We get to see everyone's nen, and the, so one of the guys uh, makes haikus and then lights up on fire when he punches. Yes. <laughs> and then, but the girl there, um, <laughs> she kisses a guy, and then basically, like, it's like pet play. Yes. <laughs> one hundred and eighty minute love slave, and she's and he, <laughs> she like steps on him, and he's like, "Ooh, step on me more." So glad. So he, so he tells her all the secrets. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then Melody's there also. Who? That's a very good sense of hearing. It's 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 so funny that Haiku Punch Guy is like we're basically <laughs> never going to see his powers again. We're never going to see the kiss powers again. We are going to get so much Melody over the next couple volumes. But yeah, honestly, well, like, Melody is sick, so I'm into it. <laughs> three of these people like get murdered in the next 10, 20 pages. <laughs> I love I love how willing Tagashi is to set up like here's like this person explaining their powers for two pages and there's all this exposition dumping and then oh I iced that person. They're, they're gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone gets to meet up at York New because that's where they're gonna sell the video game. Yeah, there's a big auction in York New every year that's orchestrated by the mafia and so they're going to... Oh, right. And that was established last time because Hisoka was like, meet me in York New in September. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Karapika is going there and Gone and Killua are going there. And we don't really get to see what Leorio's up to, but he goes there, you know. <laughs> yeah, he shows up and buys them cell phones. Oh, right. Yeah, he buys them the Beetle phones. <laughs> Which <laughs> I can't... like translate languages and like does a whole bunch of stuff that cell phones don't normally... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second that it was a joke about Apple and the Beatles had beef for a long time and it was an iPhone joke and then I realized this was like 10 years before iPhones were a thing so no <laughs> <Yeah>. it is not <laughs> it watches and records TV too wow. <laughs> and all this time God and Kula were like they're like trying to scam people out of money and like making deals trying to get enough money to buy this thing which is a stupid amount of money. I forget what the number is. Yeah, it's like five billion, and they're like doing these little like arm wrestling contests that make them like <laughs> <Yeah>. a thousand <laughs> or something. And it's like, you guys are real morons. I love you so much. You can we, try getting get, jobs. <laughs> we introduced to the shoujo protagonist that is Killua's boss. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. She's very shoujo protagonist. This is Neon, um, and she has the Nen specialist power of being able to, like, write fortunes, and they're all in poems, and um, basically because she has this power, her dad's been able to rocket to the top of, like, mafia society because um, she's, like, writing fortunes for all the mob bosses, and so they can, like, avoid misfortune and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and they pass some sickos on the road. Yep. <laughs> There's just some weird guys. We probably won't see them again, I'm sure. No, oh, they're friends with Hisoka. Interesting. Yeah. So then we get yeah, we're to the, the troop themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we should probably go through each of one of these idiots. Yeah, okay. So there's Machi, who we've met before. She was the one that healed up Hisoka with the threads. Uh-huh. Um, there's Hisoka. Nobunaga, who's a <laughs> samurai guy. Yeah. There's Hisoka. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of Big Frankenstein Man. Um, oh, Franklin. Franklin? That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's Frank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's... um. Shortakatsuki guy. Is, Fatan, yes. <laughs> who unfortunately gets like some really um I don't know if this is in the original or not, but the translation on his dialogue is very like stilted Chinese person who is Chinese speaking English. Okay. I was trying to figure out why he talked that way. I did not even I, connect that dot. It's and I dumb. don't know if that's on like in the original or on or what's going on there at all, but it's in the Viz versions. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, uh, there's Uvogin, who is we're gonna see a lot of this volume or the next he's volume. He's big punch man. He punched yeah. big. <laughs> there is Pakunoda, who is also gonna be important in these volumes. She has the power of if she touches you, she can get your memories, and then she can shoot people with a revolver to transfer memories to them. Yeah. There is a um, uh, Bolinade, who is right now a mummy wrapped up, who is wearing boxing gloves. I don't think we see this person do one thing the whole <laughs> this whole arc. Nope, they're there to be there. Um, <laughs> there's um, oh, what's her name? Is it I Shizuka? Know yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. She has a vac- vacuum cleaner that sucks the- up everything. And it's got teeth. It's and a tongue, and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Sharnark who uh, controls people with his phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy who looks like the most normal anime person. Yeah, there's Finks who you don't know what he does also, but he's just here. Yeah, he's he's just here. And then there's the last person whose name I forget, but is going to be important because they can, like, copy items with the left hand and then recreate them with the right hand, which is great uh, if you want to steal things. It's a Kurotobi, <laughs> I believe. Kurotobi, yes, yes. Or a cousin It from uh, the Adams Family. <laughs> and <laughs> and last the leader, but not obviously, least, we haven't talked about. Krolo. The man, the myth, the legend. He's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's got a lot of fans, this guy. <laughs> he's got a lot of zippers. Tetsuya Nomura is popping off anytime he sees Krolo. <laughs> he's got a huge inverted cross on his fucking trench coat. He's got like band-aids everywhere, and he's got like a cross tattoo on his forehead. Um I love Krolo. <laughs> and so does Hisoka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he tells them they're going to steal everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, the the best little bit here is he says, "I are you scared? And <laughs> Uvogan, big punch man, says, I'm ecstatic. Give us the order. I love him. 
So we're basically getting what is a, amounts to a heist movie inside of a shonen action comic for the next like four volumes. Oh my god, it's so sick! It's a heist. It's a heist, but it's a reversed heist too. And on <laughs> top of that, it's a revenge story. Because <laughs> like basically, everything you want out of like your crime movie, but just smashed into something with like magic powers. Yeah, like basically the the plot as it's going to unfold in like the highest level sense is. Phantom Troop is going to steal everything from the auction. Karapika is going to try to kill the Phantom Troop or arrest them or whatever. Um, dismantle them. Um, and, like, the like the way that the Karapika revenge stuff is plotted out feels very heist movie, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So, it's fucking sick. It's the coolest shit in the world. It's great, too, because after one shoots of them, we get introduced to the rest of Kurapika's team, who is like some people that don't matter because they're all going to die in a few seconds. <laughs> yes, yes. And then we get we go back to Gon, Killua, and Leorio, who are doing arm wrestles on the street, and the troop <laughs> walk by, and Gon wrestles the girl to almost a standstill until he wins. <laughs> but then she's like, "Oh, why did I? Why did I? Uh, I'm left-handed. I shouldn't have like arm wrestled with him left-handed." Um, which is such a fun way of like. Um, building up the phantom troop is super powerful because we know gone super tough um and we know she would have beaten gone and she's also like the most quiet unassuming one of the whole troop you know yeah and um, thankfully uh Kirpik is not down there for the auction he's not sent to the actual auction some other people are yeah the other funny part of this <laughs> is that like Kurapika does not talk to Gon, Leorio, or Killua for like the next three volumes of this five volume series, you know? <laughs> and so like, like they end up getting entangled, but for a long time, Gon, Killua, and Leorio are doing some shit that does not matter at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah. They're just some goobers. Um, I do love them, and the stuff they end up doing does end up mattering, but, like, the way they get there is so fucking funny. Because <laughs> they're just, like, running scams, you know? And we get to hear about the devil and his music. Oh, right. Because then we get Melody's backstory, um, where Melody <laughs> is looking for a certain sheet of music that curses the anybody who listens to it, and she's going to try to destroy all these sheets. Um, and this illustration of the devil writing this song <laughs> is probably the best single page that's been in this whole fucking series, honestly. It's very good. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. fucking good. Um, this, like, <clears throat> I think in, like, volume 12, maybe, like, um, what is it? Tagashi is like front page like you know he writes little messages to people at the start of every volume and I think volume 12 is like sit back and enjoy and that's how I feel about all of York new um and even just like little incidental things like Melody's backstory just gets like the shit drawn out of it you know (laughs) even like so the auction itself um uh Phaeton and Franklin walk out and even like having the small guy and the big Frankenstein monster behind him who opens his arms to have like machine guns in them is like it's such good, like, visual design to have, like, the balancing of the two of them being how big they are and how small they are. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, Franklin's got uh, machine gun hands. And we get somewhere in here, like, at the beginning of each chapter, we get illustrations of the Phantom Troop guys. Um, and somewhere in here, like, for Franklin's, it's like, 
he didn't need to cut off his fingertips for it, but it does make it more powerful, and he was willing to go the extra mile. <laughs> yeah, because we see those bullets, like, the guy who had the Nen Ninjas from earlier gets, like, completely shot through and destroyed in, like, a piece. Yes, yes. Uh, he's, like, built up to be so cool, and then, yeah, just gone. Yeah, and the the girl with the love slave thing just gets killed the next two pages by a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I love the evil vacuum cleaner so much. Um, I also love that in here we get um, Phaetan saying, like, family, what's that? And then um, kind of implying the troop doesn't, like, you know, isn't attached to each other in that way. Um, and we're going to see that unfold in a lot of different ways. I think Phaetan yeah. really does feel like that. I don't think everybody in the troop does, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then um, they find out there's nothing in the vault. Yeah. Yeah. Is Someone beat him to the this, punch. How does this get resolved? I don't the owl has them all in his pouch. Who who does? The the guy from the Dons, one of the ten okay, beasts, okay, the owl. Okay. Okay. okay they have a okay. they have a page of him walking out with the vault empty. He just shrunk it all and put it in his pocket. Right, right. And then does the, the troop they just kill him and take it from him, right? I believe so what happened. so we'll we'll get there in a sec. Okay, okay. That was uh, the one I was like I, I I stopped for two days and then I finished it today or yesterday, and so I think maybe I just lost some plot thread in the middle yeah. there. So So what basically happens here is uh the mafia calls a hit on the troop because they stole everything apparent according to as far as they know. Mm hmm And we get out to the middle of nowhere their balloon lands and <laughs> we just have Uvo showing what he can do. Yeah. We also, before that, there's just one thing I want to note, which is that, like, Uvo's like, oh, there must have been a betrayer. And Krolo is, like, logicking out, there couldn't have been a betrayer because of this, this, and this. And um, we're going to get a lot of, like, Krolo, like, logics out, like, certain situations. And it's yeah, yeah. always fun when it happens. It's always yeah, it's, so much fun. <laughs> it's very good. It's just a bunch of mafia guys sitting around this cliff going, come out, we're going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> it goes very badly for them. Yeah. And it's like the other members of the troop are just like watching and they're like, well, seems like Uvo's got it. We'll just let him do his thing. Uno behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like shooting Uvo with like bazookas and he's like, oh, that's all? A bazooka? <laughs> and then um, Kirpika and friends are watching from like afar on and then they notice, Melody notices a heartbeat that's not theirs like around them. They're like, what's going on? And then this guy <laughs> comes out of the... <laughs> This little worm man comes out of the ground. His name's Worm. <laughs> He's a shadow beast. And yeah. you're like, oh, the shadow beasts. These are going to be like the mafia, like equivalent of the Phantom Troop. These guys are going to be just as cool as the Phantom Troop. Nah, nah, no, these guys not... ain't shit. <laughs> they're like, like rejects from like one of, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> One of them is just a, a kind of portly guy in a white t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, <laughs> if you were like a killer like that, you could just be kind of lazy and boring, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. Rabid Dog, who's just like a man in jeans, you know? like. <laughs> yeah. These are like, and the other guy's like a tracksuit small guy. Yeah. And Uvo yeah. gets their ass so quick. Uvo just demolishes these people. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> oh, well, right, also, right. The tracksuit like, guy is like a porcupine. Who like he's like just attaches himself to Uvo's hand for a little <laughs> while. 
<laughs> the like, funniest part too is 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 the troop sitting on the back of this cliff, like mocking how they're doing. Like, because the one guy poisons Uvo, and they're like, "So if that was lethal poison, they'd have won right now." <laughs> but the guy wants to torture him, so he used like non-lethal like poison, and Uvo kills them all with just his neck uh, above his neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could Uvo could truly take you all out with just one card. <laughs> well, he basically turns. There's a page where. He turns to the side and bites half of the guy's head off. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, takes a big old munch out of him. It's sick. And, and then spits the skull bone of the other guy. <laughs> right? I forgot he spits the skull. <laughs> with the... Oh, my God. And then and then screams at the porcupine because the, the needles can't protect him against sound waves. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And then in the middle of all this, um, Kurapika grabs him with his chains. Yeah, Karapika is just like, I got this, and just, like, gets him. Um, I love him so much. The, my, the big thing that I got annoyed at Yu Yu Hakusho for as it went on is that I felt like Yusuke was the only one who got to do stuff, and that Kurama, mm-hmm. Kuwabara, and uh, uh, Hiei, kind of, like, they get moments, but they didn't get arcs as much. Um, and I, I guess Togashi agreed with me because he's like, this time Kurama gets an arc, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the funny thing about Kurapika, we're going to get to what his Nen does later, but, um, he like is so close. He's like walking the line to falling into like the most annoying kind of like OC ish overpowered character in the world. Yeah. At all times. <laughs> um, I think, I think the, like, the, like, um, contracts thing um which i realized yesterday just gets totally lifted for devil man or not devil man um chainsaw man um i think the like thing where he's only going to be able to be this cool against the um the phantom troop i think is like a good little wrinkle and i assume we'll show he'll show up again and he'll still be fucking sick and like good at everything but like He's not going to have his best power. He's not going to have his most iconic power from here going forward. Or I guess he'll find a way out of the contract he made. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But yeah, so this is so they put a trace on Uvo with a needle from mm-hmm. Mashi's thread, and so what happens basically is they get chased by the troop, and then the guy jumps down on their windshield, who is the guy who stole the stuff from the auction, mm-hmm. and uh, uses that cloth to put their car into a little thing and you no know, because in the middle backseat so can't <laughs> jump out in time <laughs> so he's laughing at them and then and then he does a thing where okay could you please for me do a small favor which is describe to the audience these people who only show up on this page <laughs> um <laughs> Right. We have some more shadow beasts, including we have Man Bat up in the sky here. Um a tiny Hie in the background. Or, or, or tiny Hie with uh Kuwabara hair in the background. We have like bleach character almost with like the yeah. black leather pants and the hoodie um and the like swoopy hair. We have Jojo character almost with like Giant lips and spiky hair and some fashionista outfit and then just an old man in the in the extreme foreground. <laughs> and and the one of them says like three six words and they all get murdered off screen. Yes. 
What the heck? Are they really the Phantom Troop? They look weak. Murdered off screen. <laughs> I forgot these guys show up. That's yeah. not they don't matter. Because <laughs> he, he killed four of them. And there's here's five, and there's the owl, so that's ten. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so they, they basically kidnap the owl and then uh Corolla takes his power, which is how he gets all the stuff back. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I believe. Um, and so then, next chapter, we've got um, Uvo is in the most crazy torture machine, um, and he's like, I'll get out of here. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and he got, like, a bunch of, like, leeches and parasites put into him due to his mm-hmm. fight, so he has to, like, drink a bunch of beer in the next 24 hours or he'll, like, explode. Yeah, his his friend was like, um, as soon as your pee turns white, um, you're good to go. Um, which <laughs> it's going to lead to a really funny callback in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And while it's happening, uh, Kirpia goes to visit Hisoka to have their little meetups. Yeah. Um, Hisoka is like feeding him information about, um, the, the phantom troop. Um, and is it here that we get Hisoka's motivation through the, the yes. arc? Okay. He, he wants one thing and one thing only. I replaced number four a couple years ago. I did get it a chance to fight their leader alone, but it's been difficult. He's very watchful, and he's always with at least two others. Um, so this is all Hisoka wants, is he just wants a fight. <laughs> um, this arc is going to go real bad for Hisoka in the funniest way. <laughs> I love... Okay, going to the, the next bit. I love how bad their disguises are. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobunaga's terrible disguise is my favorite thing in the world. I love it so much. The fucking fake beard. <laughs> um, the the two of them that just put sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And then he just cuts through the other body. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> um, and and they don't know Karapika's name, so the Phantom Troop is just going to start calling him Chain Dude for the rest of the arc, and I love that. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Uvo is like, listen, uh, I'm getting revenge on Chain Dude. I don't care about stealing things. I don't care about the auction. I'm getting revenge on Chain Dude. This, um, this is also where the plots kind of converge because, uh, our other heroes get put on to lead to that the mafia wants information of where these people are. And if they're captured, you get a lot of money. So yeah, and so, they want money so, for the auction. So Gon, Leorio, and Kilua are like, well, I guess we'll just hunt these guys down. And, like, it's so funny how clueless they are, because they don't, they don't know that the Phantom Troop just killed ten of the Shadow Beasts or whatever. Like, they don't know. And so they're like, oh, we'll just go get them, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, because Kilua, Kilua does the Krolo thing, where he's like, well, obviously, the, um, the bounty hunters, like, the Mafia bounty hunters didn't work, and so they have to put out this bounty... Um, because the mafia would just do this in house and not offer a reward like this, you know. Um, Kilua is the is the only one with brains among our heroes. <laughs> yeah, he's also like, yeah, my dad fought one of those guys like years ago, and he's like, it wasn't worth the pay. Yeah, um, which is a, a setup for another callback way later. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's the highest compliment that Silva and Zeno give people is it wasn't worth the pay. <laughs> and then Kurpeka st- stays at the. Uh, apartment building so that Uvo can meet him. 
Yeah, um, they like move Neon um, and the rest of the like bodyguards to a different room in the in the hotel, um, and Karapika's like, "I'll just I'll wait for Uvo to show up. I'm I'm gonna get this motherfucker." <laughs> um, and uh, the sickest shit in the world happens from here. <laughs> basically, this fight is so good. This fight is so fucking good. <laughs> um, I posted an image of this the other day. Let me see. Um, if I could find it real quick, because, um, I tweeted so many fucking screenshots from this, um, because, so basically, Uvo catches up with Karapika, and they go out into, like, the desert to have a fight. The Dragon Ball Z desert of the- Yeah, the Dragon Ball Z (laughs) desert. (laughs) Um, Karapika says, gives, like, this whole speech, and, like, he's like, why do you like killing people, blah, blah, blah. And he gives the speech, and he says, pay for your sins with your life. And then Uvo just, like, starts charging his power, basically. <laughs> and my, a friend of mine replied with this meme, which was, nice nuanced character writing, you fucking dipshit. Now check this out, and it's a picture of Goku charging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Uvo so much. Um... And yeah, it's, it is a shame that he is the one to pick to to take off first for the reasons that Kerpik explains during this fight. But it is a shame that he only gets this small amount of screen time. Yeah, he makes such a good impression in his small amount of time, though. Um, yeah, we do, we do love the man. Um, also, in here, like right before the fight, he pees. And we get it's really white. Wow, these are all bleach <laughs> eggs. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like just bits of this action too. Cause so like the reason Kirpika picked him is because he's the the big strong guy. So if he can take mm-hmm. his punches, then he can take the rest of them pretty easily, is his thought process. Yeah. And um <laughs> basically like w- when he has the scarlet eyes, he basically becomes like a master of or not a master, but he becomes, like, 100% able to use any type of Nen. And so, like, he's like, well, yeah, normally I'm just, um, I don't know, is it a manipulator? Or, I don't remember. I think he's a conjurer because the chain's not real. Yeah, yeah. So normally he's just a conjurer, but when he's got the Scarlet Eyes, he can do everything. And so he's like, yeah, I'm just able to take your punches because I am an enhancer right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, normally normally I would be in fucking trouble, but right now you are shit to me. <laughs> also, like, Togashi has a good trick, which he uses a lot, but it always works, is the um, person hits the ground really hard, smokescreen action mm-hmm. page, which is just so sick in here. So good. Um, and like you get like just Karapika like turning around, and then just the next panel is just motion lines. It's so yeah, it's good. good. <laughs> um, man. We also get to meet his master, who was just like fake Ging. Yes, yes. <laughs> like halfway between Ging and uh, Nobunaga. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, yeah, he kills yeah he's him. a conjurer. Um, and we, we also get in here, um, Karapika's master, like, tells him about, like, a bunch of Nen stuff that I don't really care about, and the other important thing, which is, like, if you make a contract, like, say, for example, you will only use, um, your powers against the Phantom Troop or else you'll die, um, then 
you can you can get access to a lot more power, you know. Um and so that's the that's the contract that Karapika ends up making. Is that well I guess it's that he won't it's chain jail and judgment chain that he only uses against the Phantom Troop. I guess he could yeah, use other chain powers. Fine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, is still three fingers, I guess. Disapp- disappointing that we're not gonna get um chain jail again, unless he finds out some way around it, I guess. Um, there, there might be spiders later on. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess at the end of these volumes, we do get the spiders just being like, "Oh, we'll come back." You know, we have yeah. time. <laughs> also, so the fight, he gets kind of like, he gets very in his feelings about having to kill him too. Yeah, yeah, which is I I like it as like it's consistent with like what we saw of him in the Trick Tower. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, he wants to bring, um, one, he wants to bring them to justice, but two, I think he wants revenge that, like, like, I think in some ways Karapika thinks that, like, death would be too easy for these people, which is how we get, like, what he's gonna do to Krolo later, I think. Um, yeah. But he does just end up icing uh, Uvo here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> R.I.P. To, to a king. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get. Um, I love that Toshi does this kind of stuff where he calls back in these kind of ways. Um, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Troop arm wrestling rankings. I think I might have skipped over this. This is really good. Oh, Shizuku is like the second worst arm wrestler in the troop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, they call back to this again, too, because the, when Gon and Killo get captured later. Oh yeah, because um, yeah, <laughs> there's the really good bit where God and Kilo get captured, and Kilo is like, "We can't let on that we know Hisoka," and Gon's like, "Hey," <laughs> and Hisoka's also like, "What are you doing?" Hisoka's like, "I don't know this guy. I've never met this guy." <laughs> but but before that, we got we got to do some auctioning. Yes, yes. Um, I said earlier that none of this stuff matters, and, like, it's true that none of it matters, but it's a lot of fun, so, like, who cares, you know? Yeah, I, I love Zapelli too. Um, yeah, Z- uh, Zapelli um, is this, like, like, basically, like, expert, like, auctioneer guy that they become friends with, um, who, like, they're on the, like, basically... Gon and Kalua realize that they can sense aura around certain items, and they're like, well, those things will probably be worth a lot. And so they bid on him, but they get into a bidding war with Sapelli, um, who ends up being like, who ends up like helping them out. Um, and like, we see here the power, like, uh, Gon has the shonen protagonist power of turning anybody into his friend. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, we do that sure. before, but uh, <laughs> he's going to come up again, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobunaga is just going to be like, no, this guy's my friend now. I hung out with him for an hour and we're homies. <laughs> And God hates him so much. John is like, you chicken shit motherfucker, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, that's good. But yeah, they, they got a tip also, about... <laughs> just real oh, quick, yeah. I love that they all eat like a, a a Saiyan's amount of food at this restaurant. Like they all are just like the... the oh yeah. The table is full of food and they're all just scarfing everything down. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, the most important thing that actually comes up later is... So probably teaches them how people like cheat uh, old statues by like cutting out little pieces and putting new stuff in the, the holes. Yeah, yeah. Which you think like 
even having read this before, I was like, oh, this is just like exposition for exposition's sake. This isn't going to matter. But it ends up mattering a little bit, you yeah. know? Um, it's really fun. Um, yeah. I think, they get a I tip think... about They get a tip about two people walking around the streets. More so than like... Like the uh, the um, Heaven's Arena stuff, I felt like there was a lot of exposition, um, and it uh-huh. was just like for the sake of like telling you what Nin is. I feel like all through York New, there's a ton of exposition, but it's for like setting up things that'll pay off in like the more immediate future that make them feel like a lot more satisfying. You know, um, like he's yeah. really like nailed the like right balance of like setup and payoff all through here. Also, there's a lot of good like. Um... Like the guy in the auction who is like trying to like de- devalue their product, and then Gon's like asking him all these questions about how he knows all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Why are you asking the guy who's trying to like lose you money all these?" And he's like, "I just want to know what's going on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we also get in. He he like asks the guy a bunch of questions, and then we get Sibeli is like observing, and he's like, um, like. Gon doesn't, like, disapprove morally of anything. He's driven purely by curiosity. That seems like a dangerous personality to have. And it's like, hmm, I wonder if there's any sort of, like, person in Gon's life who is driven purely by curiosity and how that could have led him to be a bad person. I wonder. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, then they finally get a tip on some people walking around the streets, and it's uh, our friends Machia Nobunaga having a stroll. It's so funny that their idea, while they're trying to make money, is like, well, we'll just offer fifteen million as a reward. You know? Yeah, well, because they got eight hundred million at the heaven source. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, they did. Um, and also, like, it's I I love that. Um, like, not even Killua thinks that there's another layer to this. Like, they're just mm. walking around hanging out. Because yeah, we'll learn later that they're they're being followed by their friends also. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, and, like, it's really good because, like, you think that, like, Nobunaga is able to, like, see through, like, their Zetsu, I think, is one where they turn off their aura, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think for a second that, like, Nobunaga is able to see through that. And, like, maybe he is. But the actual thing is they just had two more Phantom Troop members that were going to tail anybody that tailed uh, Nobunaga and Machi here. Yeah. Also, there's this panel, which is very good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just little cartoon Hisoka. Just a little yeah, tiny man. Yeah, there's two Hisokas there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also get oh, introduced and- here to um, Machi's hunches, which are just like... <laughs> right 100 right all the time and people are like no they're not right all the time just usually um and if they just trusted her through this whole arc they probably could have like gotten away taking a few less l's you know yeah um and we also get introduced uh so we get we go we we, we meet neon's dad here too mm-hmm. who also uh mentions to everyone that he's nominating kurapika for this assassin team they're putting together and that's where uh, Zeno and Selva show up because they're they're also been hired by the mafia. The first time reading this, even before I do the big page turn to see like the giant splash page of Zeno and Selva, I was like, "Oh man, assassin team! I know what's about to happen here." <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're so sick. Oh man, we barely even see Silva fight here. Like later on, we're gonna get Zeno like kicking the crap out of some dude. Um, oh, we're gonna get Zeno kicking the crap out of Crollo. Um, we barely get Silva fighting. Um, yeah. I love these two so also, much. There's a page I've been looking at for a while. And I don't know what's going. Like, look at the top panel on this page. Yeah, there's like 
I remember this jumped out at me too. It's from Gon and Killua are trailing Nobunaga is in, and Is it in color originally? Is that what it is? Maybe. There's like it almost looks like Tagashi took photos of people on the street, you know. Yeah, but then you can see them in that panel, like that's the second panel there, that's the same four people on that wall. Yeah. Um it's and like so weird. Yeah, it's a weird effect where it almost looks like one of those Game Boy camera photos, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, and the next panel, like, um, Tagashi, like, draws them, like, sitting on this wall. Um, yeah. <clears throat> That's man. weird. Tagashi's art style in this book is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And then the great reveal happens where uh, they lead them into the middle of this court around these old abandoned buildings. This and- is so cool. They're watching Nobunaga take a phone call, and then during the phone call, he's like, oh, okay. And then he looks over and directly where Killua is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and yeah, they get cornered by um, two other... They get new, cornered by Pakanoda and one Thinks. of the other guys... Thinks, right. Yeah, thank you. I cannot yeah. keep these names straight in my head. Yeah. You, he, he is a mystery right now. Yeah. Um, do we even... I'm trying to think if we even end up knowing what his powers are by the end of this No. Arc. Okay. <laughs> we uh, do know yeah, he he's catches... the second best arm wrestler, though. <laughs> he, he catches Killua's... Um, and then uh, Nobunaga jumps up the four-story building. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, it's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, um, and they take and him back take... to their headquarters. Yeah. And Curlo's not home right now, and so they're gonna keep um, <laughs> Gon and Killua prison uh, prisoner until um, Curlo gets back. Um, Killua's not looking at his going, "Don't know him." His so not looking at them going, "Don't know him." <laughs> and then God's like, "Hey." God says, "Hey," but he's like, "Oh, I know you from when I arm wrestled you yesterday." And <laughs> Soka's like, "Thank God!" Oh my God! <laughs> Oh, his so good is no, so fucking good here. And then it starts the arm wrestling again because Nobunaga and Gon arm wrestle for a bit. Yeah, they like keep going over and over until Gon beats him. Um, and uh, Gon beats him because Nobunaga's sad. Yeah, he's he's too sad to win. Um, and as soon as Gon wins, um, Face Hand like comes up and like puts him in an arm bar and. Uh, Kiloa tries to help him out, but Hisoka's like, move and you die. <laughs> we get a classic, creepy Hisoka, like, high shading and modeling on his face. Uh, I love this shit. The, I, I started to notice here, like, Tagashi's, like, cross-hatching through, like, everything here is just incredible. You know? Yeah, it's like, very he good. just gets so much done through the cross-hatching. Um, that, and it's that, so that precise. face is so pretty. It really is. <clears throat> the, the shading down the left side, of, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, or just like on the next page, like, um, you could see like the lines in Killua's neck that oh, are yeah, like yeah. just lightly crosshatched. It's good shit, dude. It's so good. It's good. Comic. Um, yeah. Uh, and we learn here that, uh, the troop always settles, uh, disputes with a coin toss, um, which is going to come back a couple times. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they all leave. No, we're not going to let the kids to watch them. <laughs> While they um, go off and do the thing that they're supposed to do now. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a bit. Um, this bit of 
So Nobunaga <laughs> guards them in this like they're basically in like an abandoned hotel or apartment or something. And Nobunaga's like guarding them. Uh, and within 20 minutes, he's like, look, kid, why don't you join the spiders? <laughs> uh, he's like, listen, I've become friends with you already. <laughs> and um, the, the best bit happens. So um, they're both <laughs> thinking about ways to get out of there. And then Kilo's like, okay, I'm going to go up and distract him. And then you're going to run away. Yeah. Kiloa gets like possessed of like intense bloodlust here. Like we see like the the like son of the assassins here in a big way. Um and Gon is just like, no, I don't want you to die, so don't do that. <laughs> and then Gon yeah, he hits him in the head and is like, no. <laughs> and then they start arguing. Kiloa is like, you're allowed to say that you'll die for me, and Gon's like, it's different when I do it. <laughs> The, the bottom three panels of this page are so good. It's normal for girls. <laughs> They're and just kids at the end of the day. <laughs> because if you haven't picked up, they might be the same as Nobunaga and Uva when they were fighting together. Who could say? No way. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so then they he, finally remember the thing Zapelli taught them like a few chapters ago. And run at him full speed and then run off to the sides and kick the walls. Yeah. They, they, the forgery they learned where you uh, deceive people by making an opening in a different um, like spot than where they expect it. So Gon and Kalua just kick through the fucking walls. And yeah. the little, like, we, like, we get a little cat and mouse chase. Um, and it, then Gon goes and stands in the hall. He's like, I'll fucking fight you, Nobunaga. And Killua is like, absolutely not. <laughs> well, he says that, and then Nobunaga goes to charge up, and they're already outside the building running away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Killua is just sticking his tongue out and saying, moron. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, uh, we get the rest of the, the big part of this, which is Neon ditches her uh, bodyguards in the bathroom by taking off her wig. Yeah, I think also this is no, 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 not quite. I and then oh yeah, she this gets is from four hours guy. earlier. This is from four hours earlier, which is a thing that I didn't understand the first time I read your. Oh video, yeah, yeah, which made it everything a little more complicated. There's a certain like, part where they cut to a panel of Nobunaga watching the kids, mm-hmm. and that to li- to line them up in your head, basically. I forget exactly yeah. where it is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Neon gets um, uh, a cute boy shows up and wants to take her for a ride. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just a cute boy. No, nothing mysterious about him. Um, <laughs> and then we Neon, cut to the you're room. Under, <laughs> you're heavily oh under bodyguard. Why wouldn't you just accept a ride from a cute guy you saw? <laughs> it's so funny when we come back to the room with all the assassins and they're these two guys are like, we should make code names. I'll be blue. I'm pink. <laughs> and then Zeno and Silva are just like, I'm Zeno Silva or Zeno Zoldic, and I'm Silva Gold Zoldic. <laughs> what are you Who's talking about? <laughs> Yeah. What, what color is that? It's such a good <laughs> fucking joke. Because there's definitely people here that are on different levels of uh, strength, and everyone knows that. Also, um, he says, wait, C- Silva and Zeno, are you the legendary assassins that no one's ever seen? Um, and Zeno is like, we don't really hide ourselves. We just want- kill people. <laughs> Do you want a business card? Yeah. And yeah, Zeno... <laughs> Zeno is like, 
like later we'll see both of them just like walking around in the opening being like we're assassins you guys just want to get out of here it's going to get crazy and it's like no one cares dude like they're not legendary assassins that no one's ever seen it's just (laughs) most of the people who they see kill them (laughs) yeah and yeah so uh carlo and leon have a date at a restaurant and he wants to know about her powers and she shows him very readily <laughs> i love that uh carlo's solution to uh um being extremely recognizable is that he just like doesn't slick back his hair and wears a giant headband <laughs> to yeah. cover up his sick cross tattoo <laughs> um, and she tells him his future which is that half of them are going to die if they stay around Yep. Um, and then there's the sickest thing in the world where um, they're walking out of the place, and mm-hmm. there is a page where he's just walking, but there are like the most intense speed lines on his arm, and there's a little tiny hit on the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize it was like on the back of her neck until just now. Like I thought he like gra- like I thought he got her in the stomach because it's so subtle. You and know? then it cuts back to the, like the, the security room where one of the bounty hunters is, and he's like, "Wait, f- f- rewind that." He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> a, a someone who uses Nen, I get to do a job today. Thank God. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh yeah, he goes upstairs and finds another guy's tied to a chair full of knives. Uh, Carlo is pretty tough dude I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with Carlo (laughs) yeah and they go let's fight one on one and like we cut away and (laughs) when we cut back uh, the indoor fish has arrived (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we get like this guy's body is like mostly eaten and he's like why am I still alive this sucks (laughs) god and this is alongside everyone else like just wrecking shit yeah yeah um, it turns out that Krollo's orders were just go into town and start killing people. Just wreak havoc, you know? Um, and the Phantom yep. Troop is like, we never get to do this. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is like, so the, 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 the fish is not his idea. So someone had an idea that my Nana's going to be in an enclosed room. I will make fish that eat people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's a guy and- who exists in this world. And Krollo presumably killed him, you know? Yeah. He had to have, because that's how he gets the, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm going to make these phantom fish that eat people in closed rooms. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'd love to know who that guy is. I would, yeah, I want to know all about that guy. <laughs> also, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this part, but they mentioned during the auction part, it comes up a bit, there's a guy who made a bunch of knives. He's called, like, mm-hmm. Ben something. And then they cut to his picture, and it's a guy from, like, the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Jack the Ripper's here, and he's in Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Jack the Ripper was a Nen user who was really good at making knives. <laughs> um, and so, like, a little thing that we get throughout here is just like, oh, yeah, like, Carlo's got a Ben's knife. Uh, Gon and Killua just, like, pick up a Ben's knife at the auction, you know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of good payoffs and other payoffs. We also get here, like, the iconic thing that I have seen from... This this manga, the 99 anime, and the 2011 anime, everybody loves this moment of Krollo looking out over the city, and he's, like, like waving his hands like a conductor as, like, there's just fire and explosions and death everywhere. Yeah. Um, 
This is this is so good. This is it's one a of very the good page. Yeah, it's so good. Um, we also get to know like a lot about what other people do in the troop, basically. Well, other than like Phaeton and Finks who just kind of kill people. Mm. <laughs> like uh, we get to see his phone screen when he's controlling that guy. It's so funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just got a little flip phone <laughs> with a little mobile game of the guy shooting other guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we cut back to the hotel where uh, Zeno and Silver are like, "Look, people outside could kill you in as fast as I could kill you all, which is about seven seconds for all of you in this room. So just <laughs> be quiet and just stay here. You don't want your guns. You want to stay here. We're gonna go downstairs and find this guy, and they do." And they say and we're they not getting paid enough for this, and you're like, "Damn, some and then shit's about they, to go down." <laughs> they fight for like three pages, and then they figure out what's going on. I th- I think they didn't even. I think they knew what was going on before this, and they just knew that they had to like. I think they're just committed to doing the job until Ilmi caused them, and then they're like, "Okay, now we don't have to do that anymore." Yeah, yeah no, um, no, I, I meant like. So like, uh, Silva's like, yeah, he steals abilities, and then Zeno like puts all together in like the first like three pages of them fighting each other. Right. Because he's then, using a poison um, knife, so he wants to, like, incapacitate them so he can, like, steal their stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. And then he pulls out the cloak from the owl that we saw earlier. Yeah. Um, we also see here um, that uh, Zero just has the shadow of dragon flame, or dragon of the shadow flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just does that. Like that's he, what like, his turns power it in, is. Like around corners and stuff. It's so cool. <laughs> Man, this is so fucking cool. He like does his like martial arts like fucking Goku pose or not even like this is some Master Roshi shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then the whole time, um, so was in the back looking at Crowlfang's. Like, yeah, he improved since last time we fought. He's like watching me the whole time and like dodging Dad and stuff. Um, and finally, like. This fight's so cool. And Zeno yeah. catches him, and then he's just like, Silva, do the special beam cannon. And, <laughs> and Silva just like, one. Yeah. To Silva with these two giant orbs. Yeah. He's like, listen, I'll just fucking blow you off the face of the planet. I have Dragon Ball powers. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and then it explodes, and we don't know what happened as it cuts to the Dons telling everyone that everything's all right. Yeah. And the um, sickest reveal happens here. With that fly. Oh, I love it so much. Oh my god. Yeah, we get the 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 auction resumes, everything's okay. Um, and then we cut to yeah, this little like fly was hanging out on the Dawn's face, and it turns out that that is Illumi like using his needles to control all the Dawns. Yeah, because um, they got hired by Crollo to kill the Dawns while the Dawns hired them to kill Crollo. So whoever yeah. got whoever got the job done first wins, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, the, like, and I just love that Zeno and Silver are like, well, yeah, we were gonna go all out. Um, but as soon as we find out we don't have to go all out, like, we're done. Like, yeah, we're, if we're not getting paid for this. Fuck off. <laughs> and then Crow's like, so who'd win if we just fought? He's like, me? Duh. <laughs> um, I am the dragon of the shadow flame, dude. Like, come on. Also, also, we get to see that kid again, and also, like, probably their great-grandpa, who was, like, a little frog man. Yes. 
<laughs> He's so sick. I forgot about the frog man. <laughs> and then Crollo passes out going, God damn it, I didn't get anything out of this. <laughs> I, I thought I'd get a cool dragon out of this. Fuck. <laughs> and then we cut back to the auction and it's all the, the troop showing off all the goods. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically they forged all the goods and they're going to auction them off and people will just get like these goods that'll just disappear in 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, and there's also all these bodies of all these dead Phantom Troop members. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely all dead. Everybody's just uh-huh. like, well, wow, we got them. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is also the point where we find out where they're from, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, so we find out that the Phantom Troop is from Meteor City, which is a, like, city of, like, where Waste. the whole... <laughs> It's like the fucking Futurama trash dump thing where they're like all loading their trash onto this one island um, and like no one there has like IDs or passports or traceable backgrounds um, and they're all extremely vengeful. So like there's like a story of like um, this one guy from Meteor City was like wrongly convicted of murder and um, like the prosecutor, the judge, the jury, the family and friends, like, everybody, like, died, you know? To, to um, like, suicide bombers who, like, shook their hand while, with a smile while, before they exploded all at the same time. Is yeah. how they, they, yeah, they characterize it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the mafia wants to pull out because they're, they also put money into this place because they can, it's a good place to get criminals from because they have no background. And so once they realize that the troop is from Meteor City, they're like, well, we can't fuck with Meteor City. Let's just pull the... Because first of all, like, we hire Meteor City guys. And two, I don't want to get suicide bombed. <laughs> you yeah. know? This is also the point where um, Kirpika tells everyone what his Nen does. Yeah. Um, we finally get him hanging out with his friends for the first time in this whole <laughs> fucking arc. Yeah. And while they're hanging out, um, he gets a text from Hisoka's like, yeah, they're not dead. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Hisoka's like, did you really think they were dead? Are you that naive? <laughs> um, I love Hisoka, dude. <laughs> yeah, Hisoka. Um, and we also get Kilowog being like, why are you telling us all this? Um, yeah, like, wouldn't your powers be more effective if you, like, you know, didn't tell just your friends? And... Karapika's like, I have friends now. I never had friends before. Or I, I had friends before, but I didn't realize you were my friends until now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then we have the, the, the really cute cover of Volume 12. The cover of Volume 12 is so good. And the cover of Volume 13 is even <laughs> <Yeah>. better. <laughs> They're both really good. Um, and Carl wants to tell everyone's future. So he asks everyone for their <laughs> birthday. And, and there's like and three name. of them who are like, I don't know what my birthday is. I don't know what my blood type is. Yeah. And the thing that's important here is that uh, most people get a prophecy that's like five, half the spiders are going to die by the end of this whole thing, unless they leave mm-hmm. right now. But mm-hmm. then Hisoka changes his prophecy with his bungee gum. Yes. Yes. This is so good. Um, and actually saves a bunch of their lives, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because basically Hisoka doesn't want to get um seen as like the betrayer, and so he like changes it, and they still but, think he's the betrayer, but he's much more ably able to like 
hide that, you know? He's, well, he's he's counting on Crollo to, like, ask the right questions to figure out that, oh, he can't tell us because he talked to this guy. Not that mm. he doesn't want to. Right. And which um, starts the, the chase and hunt of this part of the comic, which is sick. This is where things really come to a head. Uh, man, man, this is the best Shonen comics get, dude. <laughs> yeah, because so basically what happens is they like, like, oh, right. The red eyes. We just gave one of those away in auction. Uh-huh. And Kurt was like, oh, yeah, I can follow that. We can just go. We just go there right now. Um, I love that most of them barely remember, like, killing all the Kurtas, you know? Yeah. That it's, until, like, just a Tuesday bad, for them. Remember them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, right, we also get, uh, Hisoka being like, I knew you were so smart, Krolo, I'm going to enjoy killing you, and we get another, like, <laughs> glowy boner from Hisoka, thanks, guy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> He, lo- then, he loves his fight boners. <laughs> and they send Kilo back to the hideout. And he's like, wait a second. There's like a hundred more buildings here than there were last time. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And um, it turns out uh, Kurt was making copies of all the buildings that are also like, he can tell when people come inside. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Um, it's so good. Um, but Kilo is like, well... I have a much better chance of finding them if I just try, and so I guess I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then uh, Kirbyka sends Melody to Killua so that they can listen for when they leave. Mm-hmm. And we also get uh, Kirbyka's disguise during this whole thing, which is... <laughs> is the gayest outfit that Kirbyka has worn yet, <laughs> which is really saying something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this disguise so much. Also, we get uh, we get a cut back because so the red eyes are currently in possession of uh, Shala, who is the other guard we haven't talked about much. Who are these? These are real dogs, right? Yes, yes. And he's manipulating them, basically. Yeah, he just has he just has his dogs. <laughs> but he's a, he's a he's a nen guy. He's I think he's manipulating yeah. them to do all that. Yeah, yeah. So so the dogs are like poison sniffing his like room service. Yeah, and like bringing it in. <laughs> it's so good. I love the dogs. He's fucking solid snake, you know? <laughs> the, like, the, the panel at the bottom left of this page is, like, just... That, that's per. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody listening, I'll try to put this on co-host, but um, we get a little dog just going and opening the door and bringing the room service in. It's so good. <laughs> And so, yeah, they determined that they're going to go, six of them are going to go off to find the Scarlet Eyes, and the rest are going to stay at the headquarters. Mm-hmm. And it turns into a chase, basically. Yeah, in here, um, we get, like, a little map of York New, which is, like, such oh, yeah. a good, good little, because um, this is definitely a place where it's easy to lose the plot, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. And so, just having, like, okay... And you don't need you don't need the specifics. You know that they're going to where Shala and the dogs are at. You know that the Phantom Troop is just a little bit ahead of uh, Kiloa and Melody. You know that like Gon, Leorio, and uh, Karapika are a little bit behind them. There's more Phantom Troop up north. Also, you get Kiloa's brother, who's just been wandering the city, eating through this oh, whole yeah. thing. We haven't mentioned he's here, him. Here to but buy he... Coffee Green Island. <laughs> he's just like. 
He's here to buy a copy of Greed Island, and he's just killing time this weekend by going to all those restaurants in York New. You yeah. Know? <laughs> There's a cool bit here, too, because it's raining, so everyone's got umbrellas on, and they're blocking the street, so the, the spiders just run up the walls and run yes. down the walls. <laughs> And they're like, what is that? Is that ninjas? <laughs> this is an important time to remember that most people in this society don't know about Nen. <laughs> yeah. That most people have never even heard of Nen. <laughs> uh, and um, Kirk Pika's way too bold here. Yeah. he. And they he catch on, them. and three of them stop, and three of them go on, and then... Um. He gets the revenge lust, and Karapika and Gon are, like, hiding. Um, but then Killua and Gon are, like, basically show themselves uh, to keep Karapika out of their um, clutches, you know? Yeah. And they get taken as hostages. And then uh, and then Gon asks Kolo, like, how can you kill people you don't know? And he's like, maybe it's because I don't know them. <laughs> it would be and way harder like, to kill people I do know. <laughs> and then he pontificates about that for a while, and he's like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i've literally never thought about why i kill people until just now and <laughs> really and then um, so what this what this starts is basically uh i guess there's a there's a this, they, the other three catch up to shala first which mm -hmm. is a very brutal and quick interrogation scene in the middle of the street that's really sick Another great time to remind people that no one knows what Nen is. And so they're just like driving through town. They're on their way to work or the auction or whatever. And they just see a man's head get sliced off. And then two people get shot and walk away. <laughs> yeah, like he's being held up with a gun. And then the samurai walks behind him. Yeah, like a samurai. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so they, they learn about Kurapika finally. Mm-hmm. And what what goes into here is one of my favorite things in like they, whenever this happens up in like movies and stuff is so cool. So they're going this to a hotel. Like, this is the best part of all of Hunter Hunter in my eyes. Like the, this little sequence here, this is so fucking good. <laughs> so they're going to a hotel and they're gonna be there at a specific time. Well, no, they're they're gonna be there and then they're gonna get to the lobby and Leorio's there yelling at a guy on his phone going, okay. I'm not going to close my eyes to all this. It's 7 o'clock. We got to talk. <laughs> and it's so good. It's like your best heist scenes ever where it's like. Yes. Yeah. It's... He's like talking to them in code. And like Crollo and the, the gang like notice him. But they're like, oh, there's just an annoying asshole. And then Leorio has a little radio going. And the radio announcer is like. Five minutes until seven o'clock in the end of our like ad free hour or whatever. Um, yeah, seven o'clock on the tone, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so at seven, the power goes out in the hotel. And um, well, even the, there's a little more buildup too. Yeah, yeah, because like, nobody's gonna <laughs> show up. And because the thing they're scared about now is that they know who they know Kerpak is Nen and they know who he is. So yes. if Pakanota touches them, then she'll know. All of that. And they're trying yeah. to avoid that as long as possible until 7 o'clock. And then Nobunaga walks in and starts yelling at them to join the spiders. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we're just going to close our eyes and not look at you as like a faint, but also because they know what's coming. A thing we didn't talk about earlier is that like when Gon, Killua, and... Or, or Karapika is explaining his powers to, to the rest of the team. 
And um, Gon is like, I want to get a contract like yours because I, I want to help my friend. Um, and they keep talking and Karapika's like, well, even telling you all my powers is dangerous because if Pakunoda touches you, then I'm extremely like vulnerable and exposed. And Gon and Killua both are like, well, knowing that we'll let our friend down is even more motivating than having this contract would be, you know? Um, and so, like, they're, like, it sets up, like, a lot of really good tension of, like, them trying to avoid getting touched by Pakanoda, um, mm-hmm. and trying to, like, delay it as much as possible. Um, but yeah, right when she touches them, the power goes out, and... <laughs> Kilua like karate chops her arm into like five pieces. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. And then Gon kicks her in the chin, and then Kilua yeah. goes to Kilua goes to stab Mashi with his hand, and she catches it in the muscles of her chest. Yes, this is also good because Kilua was strong enough to just break out of his like uh, handcuffs, but Gon either wasn't or didn't think to, so he's just kicking people <laughs> through the sequence. That's good. <laughs> And then Nobunaga catches Gon, and they catch him, and then the power comes back on, and Krolo's gone. Yes, Krolo's gone, and there's a knife with a little note attached to it that goes flying at Nobunaga's head. Um, and it's just, Pakunoto, don't, uh, don't tell the memories, you know. Yeah, and this um, starts the whole thing where it's, everyone's inside their own head about how much they care about the people in their troop. Yeah, and basically, like, like, basically, if anybody else but Pakudota had the powers that she has, this could have gone very differently. Because we see, like, like we mentioned earlier, like, Feitan is like, oh, we don't have family. But Pakudota feels differently. Pakudota is like, no, Krolo's my family. Krolo is the leader of the spiders. Like, without him, the spiders are nothing. Um, and we also we also get a flashback page, which is the only time you get this. But mm-hmm. the look of them when they're they're small is so funny. Yes. Krolo in just like the all black and his hair is down. Um Uvo with, <laughs> <Uvo> with the afro. with the afro. That's Franklin beside him too, right? Without like the scarring. I yet? think yeah, so. Yeah. I think so. Um, and that's Pacnoto and Mashi in the next panel. Yeah, and like they have not been to hairstylists yet. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's yeah, good. um like basically like it causes a big it causes a big rift especially between like like Pakunoda is one of the founding members like some of the younger members end up being the ones that are like no the rules are that like if Krolo um has to die for the troop to go on then that's what the rules are and we should like you know let Krolo die to like you know save ourselves um, and, and the funny part with all this is that Krolo agrees with that yes like, yes he's the one who thinks that he should die too but He's not counting on everyone else to not think he should die. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'm a good enough leader that they all know the rules and they're all going to follow the rules, you know? Yeah. Um, they're going like, to surprise this guy, kill him, and then that's it. We're done. Yeah. Um, but he is going to enjoy antagonizing Karapika until he goes. He yeah. is going to ride in the back of this car with Karapika and just be like, hey, what's, what up, little punk bitch? I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> but before that, there is a character poll. Um, oh, is there a character poll? I missed it. It's in the last the last pages of volume twelve. If you have, I'll post okay. it just so you can see. Oh it, yeah yeah yeah, I've got it here. Yeah yeah. Okay. It, First place Kilua, easy. Second place Karapika, easy. Third place Gone. Fourth place Krolo. Fifth place Hisoka. That's the first surprising thing. I thought Hisoka would have still beat Krolo. Um, 
Then we have Leorio. Machi is funny because Machi hasn't done anything. Um, yeah, basically. Illumi also funny because <laughs> Illumi's only done like two things. Um, Zeno fully agrees. Zeno should be here. I don't know why Feitan's here. Maybe it's like a translation thing, like we were talking about earlier. Look at twenty fourth um, place. Twenty fourth place, Karapika's teacher <laughs> with fifty eight votes. Fifty eight yeah. people were like, "Yeah, I kind of like this guy who looks like a mashup of two other characters." <laughs> Um, Wing's still on here? Wow, really? I like Wing. I wouldn't vote for Wing. I'm surprised I'm surprised Uvo isn't higher on this list. Yeah, I am um, I'm surprised Hanzo's not higher on this list. Um, no Minchi on this list. That's a shame. Yeah. Minchi, Minchi would be my Karapika's teacher, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then we get to volume 13, which is just uh, talking in a car. Yeah. Um, also, this this cover for Volume Thirteen is for sure the image I'm going to use on Co-host. Yeah, I it's love good. This cover so much. Um, Kill it with the and- gun. <laughs> gone with the fucking horse and the sword. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. So uh, the other thing that happens too is that uh, Hisoka's uh, texting Illumi to come take his spot for a bit so he can sneak out. Hmm. And there's a hilarious bit where Hisoka is replaced, and uh, Illumi Hisoka is there, and you can tell because the eyes, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, because I, I didn't piece together that it was Illumi at first, um, and so I was trying to, like, Hisoka looks different, but I couldn't quite place what it was about Hisoka that looked different, and so that when it, it like, gets revealed for sure later, I was like, oh. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, uh, he, he calls Paku to tell her to come alone. To an airport mm. to, to have their deal and she does and everyone has almost has a fight about it and they have a big <laughs> talk they have a big talk and um karapika takes away <coughs> excuse me um he takes away um Krolo's ability to use nen he um also takes ability to be a- near the spiders yes he can't like he's not allowed to talk to the spiders anymore um, and then what's the conditions he gives Paku, just that she can't tell the rest of the spiders about this? Yeah. Is that basically. it? Okay. Okay. Um, and Hisoka comes up, and he starts talking to Krolo, and he's like, I was a fake spider the whole time. And Krolo's like, damn, I can't, let me, I can't believe I let myself get fooled like that. And Hisoka's like, now we're finally going to fight like I've been building up to for the past six <laughs> volumes. And Krolo's like, I can't fight you. <laughs> and then Krolo's like laughing because he's like, oh, that's why you're here. I, we can't do this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Hisoka yeah. spends six volumes building up to his cool thing he wants to do, and then he's just disappointed. And then we so get fucking good. One of the best panels of Ahsoka of all time, which is him <laughs> just looking kind of sad and no, confused. No, that one on the bottom right. Yeah. So cut. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. And then it's it's Hisoka looking just kind of sad and confused, and then the two of them like standing at ten paces in this empty field, like where they should be having their big fight. <laughs> yeah, and they fly back. They fly back, and um, Krolo is just like, I guess I'm gonna go east. Um, well, and part of his prophecy from when he sold those powers was that you'll find the thing you need in the east. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. 
When Neon um, wrote it for him. Yeah, yeah, way back. And Paku um, goes to the troop and she imparts all her memories to the surviving members um, so that they know what happens to Krollo. They're um, like, why are you going to shoot? And then he's like, trust her. <laughs> There's actually a lot it's in re- the last, in the end of the last volume in the beginning of this one in Paku's head. And it's ve- it's very well done. Yeah, yeah, because she is like a character that didn't get a ton of development throughout this, but like her, um, like the the she gets developed very quickly in the last little stretch of the arc, and um, she becomes like a very good character very quickly. You know? Also, I love this drawing of her. Um, yes, yes, that's the same one I was thinking of. I was literally yes. thinking of this same drawing. It's so good. Um. And how they're the same. Also, um, not to call it back to it every time it comes up, but this is one another of the great Hunter Hunter mind-boggling two-choice quizzes. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she's trying to decide like if she can trust uh, uh, Karapika or not. You know, it's literally um, the thing. Yeah, it's like, do you save your your friend or yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, so fucking good, dude. Uh, yeah. and there's there's no good answer to it like Paku does not have a good choice here you know but she cho- chooses to give everything to tell everything to everyone else and then dies mm-hmm. yeah we love her for that yeah it's good and then um, uh, Kerpik has got a fever because of that and then yeah. Don finally has a good idea which is they've been trying to buy this cattle, this this game forever and they're like wait a second the guy Why don't doing we just it, go talk to the guy who buys it? <laughs> he wants hunters to go into the game. We want to go into the game. What are we doing? <laughs> Gone uses his brain cells for the first time in his life. <laughs> it's so... Because it's, it's so obvious, right? And it's so perfect. Because it's like, oh yeah, we didn't have to do all that stuff at all. <laughs> um... We also get Gon and Killua going in like tuxes to the auction, which is so yeah. cute. I love these and two. They, they run into <laughs> Fix and Fate, and also they're going to buy the game. They're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fix and Fate, look at them like, oh fuck, these two. <laughs> and they, they tell them too, they tell them too much because they're going to go look for, so there are people with Nen who can exercise other people's Nen. Mm-hmm. We get another yeah. like photos page here. Yeah, of like different exercises system techniques throughout time yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they're gonna go look for a guy who can do that for Carlos because they have to do that without killing Kurpika because it could like explode when he dies basically yeah so the force of it and also there's some good stuff here where uh Finks is looking at them and is like flashing back to Paku's memory of them yes yes overlaid on top which is really it does more of that stuff that yeah it's good yeah uh-huh. um and they get I, a meeting with the guy, and he's like, okay, my hunter here will come, go take you in the back room, and he'll ask you to show you your Nen. And they do, and they're like, oh, you guys are going to die. Oh, I just realized I didn't read, like, the last two chapters of this volume, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so, fine. So, yeah. Um, um, they're like, you got f- four days. Go train. Come back. You might get in. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We're taking, like, yeah. 32 people. Anything yeah. could happen. Yeah. He, like, explains, like, okay, one copy of the game gets you, like, eight memory slots, and you can have four memory cards in the machine, so you can do this, this, and this. Yeah. Painted and um, fixed steal it, obviously. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they plug in and he uses his net and he disappears. Yeah. Um, man. <sighs> oh, right. Here's where we get like uh, Kiloa is like developing his electricity powers. Yeah. This is like the part. I guess I didn't read like the last half of this volume because I was like, I think I just thought to myself I would finish it this morning. It's <laughs> fine. I, there's not that much that happens here, really. In my head, I'm like, well, we finished York New, and the rest is Great Island. I think I just forgot that I needed to read this, but it's so really the basics fine. that happened is that um, uh, Sapelli gets Gon's hunter's license back because during all the auctioning stuff, Gon sold his license for collateral, or he mm-hmm. loaned it to the, a bank for collateral so they could have some money to do some auctioning during the auction. So Sapelli got enough money to get his license back for him. Yes, yes. And then um, Gon's thing is that he's going to... He, he, he calls Wing because Wing's like, well, you know all the things I taught you, right? What if you do them all at the same time? Yeah, you're and an so enhancer. Gon, you can just kind of punch hard if you want. You know? And so Gon, Gon's mind like thinks about... He's like, okay, so I got to open my Nen, close my Nen, explode my Nen, and then his mind explodes because he can't figure out what's going on. Because <laughs> like, God, <laughs> the third time today that that happened. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I can... I can focus it onto my fist and then put it all there and then hit a, okay, sure. And they go back and the guy showed, there's some people here. There are some sickos. Mm-hmm. There's a girl in a dress, a Lolita dress. There is a, a guy with some really devil man eyebrows and uh, some sideburns. This guy mm-hmm. is so funny because I don't remember him at all, but look at these, look at, look at these eyebrows on this motherfucker. In the bottom left. Incredible eyebrows. Yeah. Quality there's, eyebrows. There's, there's the girl in the little dress. There's uh I I think maybe I've seen this girl in the in a Lolita dress in an oh, in you a think YouTube so? video or two. I think maybe I have seen her on the internet somewhere. I oh. think maybe this is a character that's gonna matter. <laughs> and then there's uh the other guy who's talking to them, and they're like, Gon's like and he's talking to them about this whole thing. Gon's like, Oh yeah, I thought about it that and they're like, they're not gonna take all thirty two people, they're gonna take the best of all the people that show up today. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to fill up all the slots, and Killer goes back and shows the guy his lightning. He's like, "How did you learn to do this in four days?" He's like, "Oh, I've been electrocution shocked since I was a baby. Don't worry about it." <laughs> uh, I'm a Zoldic. <laughs> yeah, and then Gon goes back, and everyone's sitting in the room, and there's just a big explosion as he punches the wall. And they're like, "Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Goku's here. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a Goku. Thank God." <laughs> yeah, and. It ends with them going into Great Island, and Gon yeah. meets. Um, God, this lady. Yeah. <sighs> Welcome, Gon. This is the game I made with my friends. Well, go ahead and enjoy. If you thought there'd be a clue to help you find me, too bad. I just wanted to show off our cool game. Signed, King. <laughs> Thanks. And Dad. basically, she gives the lowdown, which is there's a book you have, and you have a bunch of cards in the book, and the goal is to get all important slots of the book filled and then you win yeah i'm wondering if like i don't i don't think this aired on toonami but i kind of remember it was like zatch bell or something oh it would have been card captor i guess sure this like card aesthetic is like a thing that i recognize from other anime you know um yeah uh, this feels like this feels very like turn of the century uh, anime shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's um, very, very isekai. She is she is extremely wearing a Yu-Gi-Oh headpiece, you know? Yeah. And then Gon walks down into this open field, 
and everyone yeah. who walks out seems to notice that people are watching them from somewhere, and that's where mm. the volume ends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next I will I will read these chapters, and next time we will do Greed Island in earnest. Um, do you want to do Greed Island next? If you want to, we can do it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Do we? Because we were talking about maybe doing something else between here and Greed Island. Let me. But if you want to keep going with this, I'll keep going with this. Uh, I don't have any other ideas for what else to read. So maybe let's just do Greed Island, and then next time we'll take a pause before we start Chimera Ant. Maybe. Sure. We okay. do that. Yeah, we'll do we'll do Greed Island as a paid episode next time, and then we'll be back after that with a free thing. We'll decide what that is later. Um, and for people who are following along, Greed Island starts here at the end of volume 13 and goes through volume 18. So it should be about six volumes again, like like the York new stuff was. There's um, some MMORPGs stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that I'm done with uh, DBZ, I'm really hoping that I can start... Uh, I, I finished watching DBZ. I watched season one of Dragon Ball Super, um, and I'm hoping that I will catch up to like the York new stuff, at least in Hunter Hunter 99 before we talk next time. I'm not going to commit myself to that, but yeah, I'd yeah. like to focus on watching Hunter Hunter next. So you are doing like three manga podcasts currently <laughs> due to I'm situation. Because <laughs> after we finish recording this, I need to go read Ikoko Nikki so that I can podcast about that tonight. And then once I finish Ikoko Nikki, I need to read Fist of the North Star so I can podcast about that on like Monday or something. <laughs> that was cool. Fucking Fist of the North Star. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you to get to the later stuff. There's some good stuff in that book. The other thing, um, when I treated myself to buying um, the the Charles Schultz biography, I also treated myself to um, volumes three and four of Fist of the North Star. Um, and <laughs> it was funny because I asked the guy at the comic shop, I was like, oh, you don't have the first two volumes right now? And he's like, yeah, but I can order them for you. And I was like, perfect. I read volumes one and two digitally. I just like to have them on my shelf. And he's like, cool. And I was like, do I have to pay you for volumes one and two right now? And he's like, I see you around a lot. So you can pay for them when they get here. I was like, cool. Because now I'm going to impulse purchase this Charles Schultz biography <laughs> instead. <laughs> and <laughs> so I think he was pleased that he made another sale by telling me he could, I could pay for those later. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, but yeah, I'm excited that's... to be able to read three and four in print. Hell yeah. But yeah, next time we'll be oh. back with whatever volume number Screed Island goes to. Um, 13 to 18. 18. Yep. What is it, 37 volumes in total at this point? 30... Something like that. 39? Yeah. I, have 30... I, I used to know this before he picked it back up last year. Um, yeah. List of Hunter Hunter chapters. Here we go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um... Okay, so there's 37 volumes, um, and he's published enough for them to do a 38th volume at this yeah, point. Yeah, probably. Uh -huh. So there might be 30. Yeah, you can probably find the cover for that one. Probably it's out somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was serialized from in like December 2022, and so they probably. There's also the weird thing where like it's not going to be running in Jump anymore. Um, it's going to be oh, running yeah. in like some monthly magazine from now on um, jump, whenever yeah. he comes back to it. So um, they're probably just figuring all that out before they put out the next Tonka Bond would be my guess. Yeah. Um, 
I assume we'll go through volume 37 on here. Like maybe if volume 38's done by the time, um, or maybe we'll just be like, oh, we finished, uh, what was the yeah. names of the arcs? It's a, it, it gets strange, but yeah, it's still fun to read. Yeah, because, okay, so Chimera Ant runs through volume 30. Um, 13th Hunter Chairman is 30, 31, and 32. Dark Continent Expedition is 32 and 33. And yeah. then it's Succession Contest after that. So I assume we'll start Succession Contest, even though it's not done. You yeah, know? probably. Um, I'm sure there's going to be good stuff in there. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Combat the Rick V on the websites that exist. I'm going to check something real quick. I'm going to check and see if I could change it to autumnal coffee on co-host right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they do that on co-host. I don't, I don't know if they do. And I decided on like the day I made the account. Um, doesn't seem like it. That's fine. Co-host has many virtues. I'm fine with this not being one of them. Um, I do have a co-host invite. Uh, if people need that, apparently, I think, is it I think, open? I thought it's open now, but I do have an invite code, it says. So if someone wants an invite to an open website, uh, hit me up. <laughs> you, should listen, you should also listen to Pardon My Fist, because it's very good. I'm so happy with Pardon My Fist. Um, for people who don't know, during the SAG After Strike, um, Pardon My Franchise is reading Fist of the North Star, um, and it's been very good. Um, I love talking about Fist of the North Star with my beloved wife, um, and I love staying on topic for the whole hour and a half long episode. We definitely have just been talking Fist of the North Star for 90 unbroken minutes and no uh, tangents at all. <laughs> well, there are, so, there are so many facts about Kinshiro, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, the volume of his head. <laughs> That's in a not-volume measurement. You know, normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where can people find um, you? Well, you can find me on co-host at Autumnal. Um, once I sign this um, employment offer for my uh, new job, I will unlock my Twitter. That'll be Autumnal underscore coffee. Um, and thank you so much for everybody who's listening. Um, I will. We will tweet and co-host about whatever the next free episode is as soon as we make that decision um oh. and for people who are on the five dollar tier we'll catch you in probably two weeks with green island i guess we could do next week but it's a lot of reading and i, I might yeah. be busy next week so we'll figure it out yeah um thanks everybody goodbye bye <laughs>